Hey, it's Ronsley. This is part two with Dan Martell. And if you can't tell and you haven't listened to the previous part, go listen to that because it sets the scene for what's coming up. And as I mentioned, Dan is a very smart dude. He's been in tech for a long time and he can see trends. In fact, he coaches people in the SaaS space, which means he is on the ground and his ears are to the ground when it comes to artificial intelligence, technology, automation, and all the things when it comes to software as a service. So he is someone you got to follow. He is someone that I definitely recommend you go buy his book because Buy Back Your Time is easily one of the most important books when it comes to entrepreneurship. So enjoy part two of this conversation with Dan Martell. Let's learn. Hey, it's Ronsley. Welcome, you AI geek, to this podcast, My AI Love Affair. Consider this podcast your digital compass, guiding you through the labyrinth that is business growth using artificial intelligence. Running a business as a creative can sometimes be like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube blindfolded. But what if you had a secret tool that could align all the colors for you? That is AI. It's like a master key unlocking multiple doors. Thanks for being here. Let's learn. It's so beautiful, especially when you have a framework. And I would say that your whole book is built on frameworks. And a lot of the stuff you do at SAS Academy is built on frameworks. And it just, if you have the right framework as a creative, I remember when I first started out in business and I was like, oh, what? Someone asked me when I was just getting into online, I was like, oh, what are your customers' pain points? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. And it took me months to find out what their pain points and fears and then to create marketing copy from there. And now you can do it in seconds and minutes. And it's so easy. The other, I have seven people down in my tech team and for two and a half months I've been saying, Hey, we need a new bit. We need a new website because we've been routing everything through the, we are podcast. So people are going to AI and landing on a, we are podcast site. And we've had these meetings. And then two weeks ago, I was like, all right, let me try and do this with AI camcorder on screen share two and a half hours, the whole website from design to copy to images, all with AI, done. Seven pages about all the products, everything. And I was like, in the next tech meeting, I'm like, do I even need all seven of you? And now they're upskilling and they're doing all these new things that did not happen before, but only because of this new way of looking at things. And I feel like clients in general, entrepreneurs in general, whatever they've been stuck on, and you can disagree with me on this, those could be the areas that AI could actually help them get unstuck so they can move on to their next idea or their next thing or whatever that is. Otherwise, we feel like we're going around in a circle without executing. The, this is like really fun because you're talking about, you know, a world that is near and dear to my heart. I teach this framework in a, in a two-day thing I call the Empire Builder, which is essentially how do you scale a coaching company to eight figures and beyond. That's what a lot of people, you, you, we're in the same circles. All the coaches come to me now because I've done it in SaaS Academy. And they asked me about this. And recently I held an event to kind of unpack that, but also how does AI change the coaching model, right? Yeah. Because here's what I've learned is like, 
you can give somebody the answers to the test. You've seen it even with your work. I'm sure you give people like, here's what you got to do. And it's already done for you, but they still won't, they won't click the button, right? There's these beliefs, these character traits they have, these self-limiting beliefs, the self-negative talk, all this stuff that shows up, right? So it's like, for me, there's the current world of, of coaching and AI, which is, you know, the idea of co-pilots, right? Drafts and paths. Like, how do I get an initial draft or at least a direction to move forward? That AI does a good job. The other one is like wisdom and kind of like discovery, which we're talking about like the, the Dan GPTs or the Ronsley AIs, right? Where it can kind of give us at least even a discovery of like searching our body of knowledge to tell us the answer, but then also telling us what three or four videos it found the answers in, right? And then on the communication side is, everything from marketing and sales. Like that, those have been well-dominated on the sales side. We have like gong.io that uses AI to process sales reps conversations and highlight trouble points per rep and automatically, it's kind of awesome, right? And even helps coach them in real time or in marketing, we're, we're very familiar with like all the different ways that gets done. The future for me, as it pertains to like AI and coaching individuals, and this could be even like leadership, right? If you're an executive in a company, how do you show up for your leaders better? I really think a big idea is the content side. So here's what I mean by that. When we have a world where we can do generative video, which we do now, we have a world where we have generative voice, which we have. Think about everything we currently have as a library that now all of a sudden the content can be generated by other people, okay? Meaning like the AI. So it's like the outline can be created by the AI and then the virtual version of me can actually be on camera and it's not great today, but it's definitely clear that this will be great in the future. So what, where does that help? Well, it helps with having to reshoot libraries of content that might be old. That's interesting. But I think actually the big idea is when all of a sudden you generate a voice and you have translation, all of a sudden now you can take your whole library and start delivering and selling to new markets. And on top of that, you start thinking about licensing, licensing both ways, licensing your body of knowledge, right? The buyback principle in my case with my book to other people's frameworks, to other people, and or licensing bodies of work or IP from other people's programs into yours and then reshooting it or generating it through the AI, right? So, I mean, these are huge disruptors of what is meaningful pieces of work in a lot of content coaching programs. The other one for me is outputs, right? And that's where we talked about, you know, the everything the client has to do to then start working, that just mm -hmm. gets taken care of. Right. So, and I see a world where clients come in to my world, you know, in software world or business, and they connect their zero account, they connect their Stripe account, they connect their CRM, and the AI literally gives them the one, two, three moves to double, triple their profit in the next six months. Right. It's like all of that research and worksheets is done. Now I coach the individual. And the other one is just analytics, right? Modeling, benchmarks, so even predictive analytics. A great example is my friend. You know, Matt, who he fed all of his Facebook data, purchasing data to the AI and asked it to decipher insights that they could use in retargeting and found out that there were certain zip codes. It was actually, I think it was Bard that figured it out. It wasn't GPT. Mm -hmm. Found out certain zip codes that were buying oh. had unique trash laws around they pay for their trash to be removed from their home in certain zip codes in the U.S., and they were selling a recycling product. So obviously it like figured that out. It said, oh, well, the people that are buying there, the reason why is in those areas, those geographies, 
they have to pay for their trash. You're selling a recycling program. You should redesign all of your ads to only be shown to places where that's true. Huge yeah. lift on marketing efficiency, right? So then the question is, what remains the same, regardless if we have AI or not? This is where I call neural transformation, right? How do we coach neural transformation? Because as long as we don't have Neuralink yet, which is coming, could happen, where we have a brain machine interface, then the brain is always going to be the filter of our ability to execute. So I think the three areas that we need to focus on as leaders, as coaches, as uh, authority figures is one, the belief side, selling points of view, right? In many ways, all we do, even in your work as an AI kind of enthusiast, Ronsley, is we're trying to shift somebody's point of view around the technology. So one, how good can we get at selling, convincing, persuading somebody to shift their beliefs? Number two is giving them examples of, of possibilities, awareness of possibilities, which is what we're doing on this podcast is literally showing people what the state of the art is today. Because I think, like you mentioned, some people don't know. It's why in our coaching, we bring people and do site visits at some of the world's top software companies because I want them to see, feel, experience what that looks like at the highest level. And then the last one is the emotion side, right? It's the identity. It's the internal work. It's the, the self-worth. I think to the degree that we can coach and support people to elevate their internal emotions and beliefs around their self-worth, that will allow us to help them with a transformation. And, and that's why... As far as I'm aware, until, again, Neuralink gets built out with some AI models, beliefs, possibilities, and emotions are always going to be up for grabs as the limiting factor to an individual to perform at a higher level. Beautiful. So in the spirit of AI, I put your bio in and I asked it to give me some questions that I should ask you before this conversation. And I want to, you know, I picked one of them that I thought was super relevant that I thought we could land this plane on. And I believe that that for us to thrive in this new intelligence age and augment our intelligence by using artificial intelligence, collaboration is key. And for us, to, uh, we need to change our view of the world or the way we see that winning, someone doesn't have to lose for us to win. So I believe collaboration is key. And I want to bring this back to your audience that are SaaS founders, B2B. So collaboration and partnerships are often, they often, you know, are huge parts of growth in any company. How do you suggest we, I mean, you can talk specifically to SaaS founders or founders in general, build strong relationships with partners and collaborators and joint ventures and allow us all to grow for mutual success? I, I learned a long time ago from one of my mentors is that the pie is not fixed, right? Like, and there's proof in just like gross domestic product or the economy, like every day, trillions of dollars exchange hands. Every day, the economies grow globally. We have not even come close to tapping out in regards to natural resources and or, you know, labor or whatever. Like the limiting factor in creation is creativity, period, full stop. To the degree that somebody can be creative about understanding a problem. And like, that's actually the hardest part is like truly working on a problem and then coming up with creative solutions. The partnerships can happen. So for me, what I've always found to be the best is where my genius and somebody else's genius truly is synergy, 
right? So for example, we have a partner in the finance space that helps finance you know, software companies, right? They provide capital, et cetera, and they have an AI. Well, we have an audience we've built. We have one of the largest communities of software CEO coaching in the world. That's what we do. And like partnering with them to show them some of the internal AI stuff we've built so that we can create content for their community, they can create content for our community, and together we can educate the market, right? Because like nobody's gonna say that information is evenly distributed across all geographies right now. I think those are always the biggest opportunities. It's literally leveraging, creating a platform, which you know incredibly well, right? Creating your own platform and then working with other people, sharing your platform with them to have their unique perspective shared with your audience and vice versa. I mean, if you can find, I've always said to people, if you can find 12 strategic partners, people that sell to the same customers, but don't compete directly with you. And these are people that have shared values and are talented. And again, you want to bet on people that have a bright future. Cause I think you want to hook yourself onto a, you know, a rising tide, if you want to call it that, that in this space of AI, like we're still in the early days. Like there's still people that don't believe self-driving cars is a real thing. So there's people that don't believe that AI can do their job. And, and that's just because of the technology adoption curve. And there's a chasm that has to be crossed that even though GPT was one of the fastest adopted platforms ever in the history of all tools ever created, period, full stop, including the iPhone, including Instagram, including you name it, it's still not widely used and or known about even among some of my most business smart friends. They don't use it on a daily basis. And I think to the degree you can partner with people to help get that message out there, I don't think there's a lack of opportunity. You just got to find those 12 partners, figure out how to collaborate with them. Joint webinars is a great one. And then and then just support each other by sharing everything you're learning, right? I have a, my own personal masterminds, about six of us, and we get together and we're just sharing with each other different areas of AI that we're all specializing in so that we can, as a group, grow as a team. Yeah. Dan, this was a little slice of heaven. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for everything. Thank you for this book. Easily, the book by itself has helped me grow, helped my company grow, helped my team grow, helped us build some incredible processes in Notion that I think you will totally drool over. But thank you for everything. I appreciate it, Ronsley. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Cheers. Thanks, bud. Hey, AI Geek, thanks for listening. Your job doesn't stop here. I want you to lend your voice to the conversation. So you can join those conversations, discussions, new trainings, new recordings, and the rest of the AI Geeks by going to aigeeks.co slash discord. Also, share this podcast with a friend, another potential AI Geek. Until then, much love 